Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Hugh the Boss. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. They call me Q the Boss. Today's topic is very special. Today we're talking about why do we worry about things that we can't control, right? I want you guys engaging with me today. I want you guys to talk. Everybody share the like, shout, share the live. Let's run up these likes. Let's get people engaged. Today is a dope topic. Why do we worry about the things that we can't control? So I'm going to ask my people on live today. I'm going to ask you the first question. Why do we worry about things that we can't control? And I'm going to tell you why for me, and then I'm going to come to you guys on live. Most things that I worry about that I can't control is because I'm usually either emotionally invested or financially invested. So when I'm emotionally invested, I tend to make decisions because of my emotions. And I've noticed that emotional people tend to lose in life because they make poor decisions because they, they, they lead with their hearts, even when they know when things are wrong. Let me say that one more time. Most of the times, I've noticed that most people lose when it comes to making decisions is because they allow their heart to lead them too much sometimes. Sometimes you got to use consciousness. You got to use logic. You got to use common sense. I think in 2022 going into 23, common sense is a superpower. I believe that a lot of people don't have or they lack common sense. When you ask stuff like what's one plus one, they trying to change the mathematical equation to equal whatever they want it. One plus one will always equal two. One plus one equals common sense. Certain things are common sense, but yet and still people are trying to change it and make it to what they want to accommodate what they like to think what is. So let's get into this topic again. Why do you worry about things you cannot control? It's not things we can't control. It's the outcomes. And sometimes you still can't control the outcomes either, you know, because at the end of the day, life is going to happen whether you like it or not. Would you agree with that? You know, life, sometimes the things that happen in life was meant to happen because ultimately it was to bring you full circle, right? Sometimes we don't look at life like that. We look at the negatives and things. There was a guy, a wise older guy that I'm very comfortable or cool with rather. He talked to me one time and I call him my mentor now. At the time, I didn't know he was mentoring me, but he was. And he said to me, Q, the reason why you worry about things so much is because you want things to happen on your time. And ultimately, life is going to happen on its own time. But yet and still, we try to force things to happen when we want it to. Ultimately losing a part of ourselves in the process. Because if you move too fast in life, sometimes you end up hurting yourself because it wasn't meant to happen. You ever looked at, like back in the days, I used to say stuff like, I wish I had money. But I'm honestly to myself saying now that if I did have money when I was younger, I would have been broke because I would have spent all the money. And this is the truth. Most people say that they wish they had money when they were younger, right? But if they did have the money when they were younger, they would have lost it. And the reason why they would have lost it is because the maturity levels never matured yet. And me being me at that time, I was immature. I would have made poor decisions because if you, it's common sense that if you give more to someone that doesn't have the maturity to handle it, they're going to ultimately lose it. And that's the truth. You know, sometimes we want things to happen on our time. You know, we force the outcome. You know, that's like getting married when you know you're not ready. That's like, that's like having children when you still want to be a child yourself. That's like, that's like a, 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 um, 
uh, applying for a job that you really don't know or you really don't want to do the job. You know, that's, that's what that's like doing. And, and, you know, for me, I realized that a lot of my decision-making was because of the fact that I wanted things to happen when I wanted to happen, right? So I'm asking you right now, why do we, why do we get mad at the things we can't control, right? So for me, I get mad ultimately because of my feelings. I get mad at the fact that I'm, you know, I'm invested financially or emotionally invested. You know, sometimes financially invested can be less than your emotionally investment. You know, we, we invest in things emotionally and then we want things to happen on our own time, right? And that's the issue. You know, we, you cannot make life happen. You know, you can go out and try to change your position in your life, but life going to happen whether you like it or not. Sometimes if you can look at things, if you can look at the positive in everything, you can ultimately win. When I say look at the positive, right? Here's the positive. It's raining outside. My Saturday was wasted. I'm looking at it like, you know what? At least I didn't have to water my grass. That's a positive outlook. You ever seen somebody say they got somewhere late and they were upset? But if you would have got there early, you probably would have got into a car accident. You know, this is a positive outlook on life. I've noticed that most people have a very negative outlook on life. And their outlook is everything that's against what it should be. You know, you have to learn to look in the mirror and ultimately talk positive over yourselves. Most people speak so negative that they don't see that their life is staying negative because they talk about so much negativity. And this is the truth. If you keep regurgitating or talking about negativity, you're going to ultimately keep finding negativity. Because the more you give power to something, the more the power it, it will uh, attract. This is called the laws of attraction, right? Negative people attract negative people. Positive people attract positive people. I've noticed that we tend to listen to certain conversations then we get mad at the fact of our results. I don't, I don't listen to certain conversations anymore. And the reason why is because when you're on your journeys, whether it's success, whether it's spiritual, whether it's fatherhood, whether it's uh, uh, your career in life, you have to be around people that are definitely steer you in the right direction. One of my guys that's sitting in here right now and actually just gave me a parable. It was talking about how the horse and the boy standing in the, in the forest. Let me say this one more time. One of my guys in the room just gave me, let me get, let me get that. I want to read it the right way. You know, but it was a nice parable. And the parable actually made sense to me as I listened to it. I said to him, yo, it makes very, very much so much of sense. You know, but sometimes I feel like we try to force life to be what we want it to be. You know, everyone has limits and everyone has gifts and everyone has their, their, their plateaus. But I want to, I want to just say this to you, this parable, it's really good. It says, there was a boy and a horse in the woods. The boy says, I can't see a way through. The horse says, can you see your next step? The boy says, yes. The horse then says, then just take the next step. So basically what the horse is telling the boy is, as long as you don't have to always see your next step for you to take the next step. But yet and still, we always want to see the next step. Let me say that one more time. There was a boy and a horse in the woods, right? The, ho the boy said to the horse, I can't see my next step. The horse said to the boy, but can you see? No, he said, I can't see my way. Let me say this one more time. There was a boy and a horse in the woods. The boy said to the horse, I can't see my way. The horse said to the boy, but can you see your next step? The boy said, yes. Then the horse said, then take your next step. The reason why most people won't take their next steps is because they're worrying about not seeing the results. 
You'll never know the results until you take steps. Stop fearing the unknown. A lot of us fear the unknown. Let me say that one more time. We fear the unknown. A lot of us fear the unknown. But the, the whole part of the thing of, about life is the unknown. You know, when you take chances in life is when you see things happening and manifesting that you never thought could happen. But the reality is, if you knew for a fact that if I put this dollar on this table and, and, and I rolled the dice and I, and I knew for a fact I was going to win, what was the thrill in that? What was the thrill in knowing who, who your wife was going to be? What is the thrill in knowing exactly who your husband is going to be? Because I believe that most people don't, they, 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 they thought certain things would have happened in their lives, but actually didn't. Most people who are married definitely think that it would have been somebody else. We have these things in our mind that we build to believe that we are, are, are should be for us. But I'm going to tell you something. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. God don't give us what we want. He gives us what we need. You know, and that's the issue. And I want to say this one more time. One more time. God doesn't give us what we want. God gives us what we need. But yet and still, we try to force what we want. And as you continue to force what you want, you'll see that, like, like a lot of people that have bad problems, let me say this one more time. God doesn't give us what we want. He gives us what we need. And the reason why a lot of people have problems is because they're overly indulging on what they want. And by indulging on what you want, you're never going to get what you truly need. Because you, you're kicking out what you really need. You need that person that tells you the truth, but yet and still you're running after looks. This is the issue. You, you need that person that's loyal to you, but yet and still you walk, you're running behind that person with a big butt. That's why you have issues. A lot of us have issues because of the fact that we're not seeing the bigger picture. You know, you, you, you minimize the, 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 the quality size of the picture and you make it smaller, then you wonder why you have problems. Because you're minimizing the bigger picture. Stop minimizing the bigger picture. The bigger picture is the things that really matter. You know, in life, you can't control everything. This is not a, a, a controller where you're playing a video game. We're talking about real life now. And understand that the conversations that we entertain is the reason why we're failing. Most of us talk about nothing but negativity. Again, ultimately receiving negativity because we indulge on negativity. How do you expect to have a positive life when most of your conversations are negative? If you can always find the negative in things, then you should be able to find the positive in things. Let me say that again. If you could always, let me put a blindfold in my eyes. This is the crazy part. I could put a blindfold on, on a negative person's eyes, and I could put a blindfold on something, somebody's positive eyes. The negative person will still find negativity because it's called the laws of attraction. You don't have to see the negativity to bring the negativity. As long as you keep speaking on the negativity, you ultimately gonna be a recipient of negativity. And I put that same blindfold on somebody with the positivity. They will ultimately lure more positivity. It's called the laws of attraction. The laws of attraction. And if you agree with that, let me get some yeses on my live, guys. What I'm trying to say is, when you start understanding that life is about, is about it's not about, what they say, you have to find yourself, right? I don't believe you have to find yourself. I believe you should be trying to create yourself. There's a person in your mind right now that you see yourself being. But if you try to, you can't find that person, you have to create that person. Think about it. How are you going to find yourself to be a millionaire? Because there was never you being a millionaire. You had to create yourself to be a millionaire. Right? How, how, did, how are you going to find yourself to be a good father? You got to create yourself to be a good father. How do you want to find yourself to be successful? You have to create yourself to be successful. 
But yet and still, we spend more time on trying to find ourselves. Let me tell you something. If you are a person, a person that understands growth, you'll never be satisfied with who you are, right? So this whole theory about finding yourself is not true. You found yourself the day you were born, right? You're you. Accepting yourself is different. There's a big difference between finding yourself and accepting yourself. But what I want to say is this, honestly, most people don't understand the true goal of life is creating yourself. By creating yourself is the person you envision in your mind is how you, you, you see yourself and, and you want from yourself. These are the things you have to do. You have to create yourself to be successful because it's requirements. It's like going through a toll. When you get to this toll, you have to pay restitution or the fee that it costs to get past the next step. But see, we get to these tolls, we, we say, you know what? I'm going to stay right here because it was only meant for me to go to this level. And then what we do is we, 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 we try to push what we believe that we should be on everybody else. If I want more, most people are going to try to say, you know what? I think you can only get to this level. Why are they talking like that to you? Because they only see themselves on a certain level. It's just how humans think. Most people that are very insecure, very uh, un uncomfortable with who they see, tend to try to make you feel the same way. Right? You may look nice in something, but the person might not vivid, like visually see their self looking nice in something. So ultimately, they'll talk you out of wearing something that they don't see themselves being able to wear. Right? Let's say I'm a heavier set guy, and let's say my friend is skinny. It may look nice on him, but it may not look nice on me. And the fact that I don't think it look nice on me, I'm going to try to do something called, what's the word? Let me see if y'all know what the word is. When I, when I do, say it again. Project. It's called projecting. So what I would do is, because of the fact that I don't see the suit looking nice on me, I try to project how I feel on you not to feel the, to feel the exact same way as me. I'm going to tell you something about life. The greatest people I've ever met in life are the ones who are willing to walk into uncomfortableness. I've been in rooms where I'm the only guy that comes from the environments I come from. I'm the only one in, my, in the room that have my own experiences. I'm the, sometimes I'm the only one that's ever been to prison. But yet and still, I don't feel uncomfortable being in a room full of scholars. And the reason why I don't feel uncomfortable being in these room full of scholars is because I know who I am, right? And by me learning myself, I'm able to be anywhere and not feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to walk into a lion's den and start talking about negativity to fit in with the lions in the room, right? If I continue to speak the positivity, I will stand out amongst these, these people, right? Because I'm going to tell you something. I know for a fact God is going to protect me in the environment I'm in because of the fact that I walk with him. A lot of us don't know who God is. And the reason why I say that is because we don't understand that we're still, we're still trying to please man and woman. I'm past that stage. Guys, I do this because I love y'all and I want to help us grow together. But I'm not looking for acceptance. Right? I'm not looking for acceptance. I don't need someone to make me love myself. Let me say that again. I don't need someone. And I want y'all to hear this very clear. Right? I don't need someone accepting me to make me love myself. I love who I see when I look in the mirror. I'm going to tell you things that you'll see that people that don't love themselves. Here's the conversation. They'll talk about the, the, the mishaps or the foot failures of someone else. Ultimately, they make themselves feel better about themselves because they don't feel happy about what they see when they see in the mirror. When they look in the mirror, 
They don't like what they see. Say the word again. They projecting again how they feel about themselves on you. Be careful about this word projection. People will project their, 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 their criteria of life, their limits, their looks. They put, they put everything on you because of how they feel about themselves. If I listened to what the world said about me, I wouldn't be in my position I am today. Nor will I be going any further. Because I will be projecting a, a, a person that's, that only sees themselves very limited on myself. So you have to be conscious with these conversations. Because there is power and there's death in the tongue. A lot of people don't know that you can speak life into you, right? But they speak death. They speak death on their ideas. They speak death on their goals. They speak death on their beliefs. They speak death on their, on their, on their aspirations and dreams. They speak death. So how are you going to have this great life when you keep speaking death on your great ideas? Let me say this again. The Bible says there is power in the tongue. It's life and death in the tongue. But most people speak death. They speak death on their dreams. They speak death on their goals. They speak death on their aspirations. They speak death on their beliefs, ultimately killing their dreams. See, when things are hard, we automatically call it a nightmare. But in order to achieve, you have to go through the storms before you get the goal, right? Last time I checked, you don't just uh, uh, score if you don't go to the opposite side and score, whether it's a game or anything else in life. You got to put in work to achieve anything. But we, we are evasive of the, 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 the work, but we want the results. Stop speaking death over your life and start speaking life over your life. See, a positive person finds good in everything. And that's one thing I love about very positive people. They find good in everything. So let me ask people on my live right now. We're asking you these questions. What are some things we can do to accept ourselves in, in, um, over the things that we don't have control over? What are some of the things we could do? Let's have some practices. You guys on my live right now, tell me some things that you do in order for you to accept things that you can't control. Right? A positive mindset is key. Coach DM, three athletics. I appreciate that. That's a fact. Uh, uh, Yellow Butter, uh, Butterfly says she works out. I think that is a very positive thing. Uh, Yellow Butterfly, that's right. Um, Chocolate Nubian says she prays. Pray is big. Prayer is big. You know, we, we, we spend all our energy on the things that we can't control. You know, like, like for instance, we all know there's life and there's death, right? We all know this. When we lose people and we automatically go into a slump of depression, a slump of, of a, a, um, whys, why this and why that, not understanding that life is supposed to happen, but it's a part of life. You know, sometimes the selfishness in us, you know, want us to keep the people here with us forever. You know, quick story, one of my good friends lost a, a grandfather. And he was very sick for five years. Very sick for five years. He fought a long battle for five years. He gave them five more years of enjoying him. But his health was deteriorating. And as his health was going down, his family was just sad because they know they were losing him. So when he went on hospice, it was like, a sad moment. But what he said, the one thing is before he went into hospice, this is not a moment 
to be feeling sorry for me. This is a moment to be celebrating my life. God gave this man 80 years of life. 80 years of life. 80 years. So if you stayed with this guy for 40 years, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. And, and people don't understand. Legacies live on as long as you carry the name. It's like when you understand that your ancestors lived through your last name, right? Last time I checked, I'm not the first of my, my lineage with my last name. And then you procreate ultimately to do what? Keep the lineage going, right? So if you know you've done right and you've put your family in better positions, that means you're going to live on forever. And as I was talking to my friend about losing his grandfather, I smiled. And he said, Q, this is not a moment of smiling. I said, then you don't know God. He said, what do you mean you don't know God? I said, yo, if you know God, you wouldn't be crying in these moments. You would have more, more joy. Your tears would be happy tears. Because your grandfather ain't suffering anymore. You know, that's a moment of uh, uh, living with something that you can't control. That was out of your control. God called for his child. And when God called for his children, we have to accept it. You know, it hurts, but we have to accept it. It's called life. But that's why you're supposed to enjoy people while they're here. To anybody on my live right now, I want you, I want you to say this, right? Any enemy, any, any, any family member, any, any person that may or you may have or may not have done wrong, say a prayer to them and, and, and apologize to God to them. Some people you can't say it to their face. Why? Because they're going to find fault in everything. But as long as you make right with God, make right with God. I think everyone shouldn't be living every day with hate towards other people for something that they can get over. Right? Now, I'm going to tell you something. Every day you wake up is a blessing. Right? Let me say this one more time. Every day you wake up is a blessing. And by waking up, I don't think you should live with the, the yesterday's hate on your heart that you had yesterday. That's like waking up every day with the same bad breath from you not brushing off your past bad breath. When you wake up, the first thing you're supposed to do is wash your face and brush your teeth. But if you keep walking around every day with this same bad breath smell, that means you're going to ultimately uh, uh, tell someone's going to tell you about yourself. Right? So if, if I'm walking around every day with the same anger and same hate from what I had yesterday, my breath will smell worse and worse and worse. And some people smell bad because they haven't got off the yesterday's hate. Every day you wake up, you start with a new, a whole new, 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 new day, right? You don't wake up and, and feel the same way you felt bad yesterday. And if you are, there's something wrong. That means you need prayer. You need prayer. You need to learn that, that today's a new day and I'm blessed. When you, when you wake up every day, that God give you that breath of life. The breath of life. And, don't take it, and, you, and you don't take it for granted? I mean, you, I mean, you take it for granted? That's insulting. I'm going to tell you something, another thing people do to insult God. And I don't want to make this a whole about God everything, but it is, right? Watch this. When you look at yourself in the mirror, right? And I want you guys to stay with me on this. When you look at yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself, what's your limits? You're insulting God. Because the only person that knows your limits is God. He is the creator. How can you look in the mirror and tell yourself that you can't do something when you have never even tried it? You should be ashamed of yourself. And the reason why you should be ashamed of yourself, because there's no reason for you to say that you can't do something that you've never even tried. 
Let me say that one more time. You're spitting in the face of God when you tell yourself that you can't do something that you've never even tried. The only person that knows what you can and cannot do is God. But how are you going to say you can't do something when you've never even given a shot? You'll be surprised how, how capable you are of doing great things. But first of all, you have to understand it's baby steps before you get to the glory. But a lot of us want to, we want the, the highest of highs. You want to wake up and start off in 12th grade. It's steps to that, baby. You got you to gotta go through them steps. But we're evasive of these steps. Why are we evasive of, of, of steps? Look at, look at life as a ladder, right? If you're standing in front of a ladder, stay with me, Kinsey, watch this. If I'm standing like this in front of a ladder, right, and I try to go from one to seven, what is going to happen? You're going to fall. Why are you going to fall? You have no leverage on the other steps and you're skipping steps, right? So ultimately, you're going to fall and hit your face. That's how life is. Look at life as that ladder. It's one foot at a time. And that's exactly what life is. When you understand that life is left foot, right foot, right foot, left foot, all the way up to success, one step at a time, trusting the process, right? We want the process to be what we want when we want it, what we want. This is why most people have problems. See, start your goal, right? Don't put the success date on it, right? Let me say this one more time. Start your goal. Don't put a success date on it, right? And just work hard at that goal. I bet you you're going to reach some, some level of success. I bet you you're going to reach some level of success. But the problem is here's what we do. We set the goal. We set the date for the level of success that we want. And when we don't reach those levels, that's when we get discredited and we get mad. The reason why you're getting mad is because you thought that it's supposed to happen on your time. But this is the problem about trying to control things in life. Everything don't happen on your time. You don't even know what the day you're going to die. Unless you commit suicide, but that's a whole other story. But no one knows when they're going to die. I've seen doctors tell people they got two years and they, and they live another seven. Right? I've seen them give people a, a, a year and they live a month. Because when you play God is when you're making a bad choice already. No one knows. But until then, you should be trying to pursue your greater self. Right? You, should, you definitely supposed to be living like you're going to live tomorrow. And you definitely should live like you're going to live the next day after that. Because if you're thinking only for the moment, you're already making a poor choice. The whole goal is to, to enjoy life and live life, but ultimately also prepare for life. You don't want to be the older person who's gotten older, who hasn't made the right decisions, and now ultimately suffering because of the fact that things are not going the way they want, when they never made the right choices. Life is 100% about choice, right? So what we need to learn how to do is what? Start understanding that things don't happen on our own time. Things happen in the right time, right? So when, when, as long as you're taking steps towards these dreams and these goals, that means you're on the right time. So look at a, look at a college application. I mean, no, 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 a college diploma, right? Let's say Kinsey, we got three guys in the room. We got Chris, me, and Kinsey. All three of us graduated from college, right? We all started January 1st, 2023, right? 
How many years do it normally take a person to get a degree? Four years. So from 23 plus four is what? 27. So let's just say we, we're all projected to graduate January 1st. We know it's really May or something like that. January 1st, 2027, right? Here's the logic. If you graduate the 26th of that year, January 2026, Kenzie graduates the 28th, and I graduate the 30th. Does anybody diploma says that when you graduate or it just says the fact that you graduated? It just says the fact that you graduated. See, what I'm trying to say to you guys is this. Sometimes we put dates on things and we get discouraged because somebody may have done something a lot faster than us. So now what we do is we complain. Oh, oh, you did it faster than me. Yeah, you did it faster than me because you had more, better discipline at the time than me. That's why. Chris was able to get through in, 20, in 2026. Kinsey was able to get through in 2028. And I was able to get that through in 2030 because they had better discipline. Understand that everything happens in time. You cannot keep holding yourself hostage to the old you. Let me say this one more time. And I want you guys to hear this well, right? A lot of us, a lot of us hold ourselves hostage to who we used to be. It is crazy that you are in self-bondage. You tied yourself up, right? You gagged your mouth, you tied up your hands, you tied up your ankles, and you put yourself in a closet. Right? And you're holding yourself against your own will because of your past. I find that to be crazy. Let's say it again. You, you gagged your mouth, you tied up your hands, you tied up your feet, and you put yourself in a closet because of your past of what you've done. Too many of us hold ourselves to, 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 to levels that we didn't have the maturity to understand at the time. Why are you complaining about your 20-year-old self when you're 40 years old and your 20-year-old self and your 40-year-old self aren't the same people? They're not the same. It's only you not seeing that you've changed, right? But we keep holding ourselves hostage to who we used to be. And I'm going to tell you something about the word used to. Used to means pass. And you should allow yourself to pass on to the next person. You can't keep being who you were, crying about that ultimately because you're the only one that still see you as who you were. The world don't see you that way at all. No one cares about the poor decisions you made. You're still holding yourself accountable. And to my men on this live, and to my women, anybody that's been incarcerated, you paid back your debt already, right? You paid back your debt. There's no reason to still hold yourself to being in prison because you can be mentally in bondage. And there are a lot of people who are mentally in bondage, right? They're mentally in bondage to their past. They're mentally in bondage to being incarcerated. They're mentally in bondage to the neighborhoods they grew up in. They're mentally in bondage to the things that they've gone through in life. But if you keep holding yourself to where you were, you'll never see where you are going. I want to say that one more time. Right? A lot of us, a lot of us hold ourselves in mental bondage to our past. Right? We hold ourselves to levels that we had no maturity to understand. But yet and still we get mad at the results because we're still thinking that we're going to get through life doing our old things. Don't come to the 2022 party doing the 1988 dance. You're going to be outdated. 
And a lot of us, our ways are outdated. And if you can't see your ways are outdated, you're going to be, you're going to be seen vividly that you're making poor choices. A lot of us need to understand that life is all about choice, right? And if you can't get it, you're going to see that things are going wrong. Right? So let me ask some more questions. Give me some more things that we do, right, that hold us to standards on certain levels. Personal accountability. I don't care what your circumstances are. Everyone knows right from wrong. I agree 100%. Baby girl, you're right. But you know what it is? Not adapting. Yellow butterfly, you on the road today. You're 100% right. Most of us won't adapt. Evolution is mandatory. If you don't evolve, you're going to be left behind. Right? If you don't evolve, you get left behind. Most of us get left behind because we don't evolve. And the fear of evolving is because of the fact that things get uncomfortable. You know, there's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable. Sometimes we're too comfortable. That's why we lose. Right? Tons of us are too comfortable. If I Look, you come home every day. Your plate is made. You do your little six hours, eight hours a day of work. There's no, no more turmoil. Some people want that. Simple life. But then I notice that they envy the people that tend to do well. That's the only dilemma I have. There are people who are comfortable with just having just enough. That's the lifestyle they chose. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's on you. Because I truly believe that you determine your levels of success. You determine your levels of success. You know, I can't hold myself to what my dad and my mom didn't do. I can only hold myself to what I didn't do. What my mom didn't do is an excuse for me to fail if I use that as a crutch. What my dad didn't do is an excuse if I use that as a crutch. I don't use what my parents or, or my environment didn't do because everyone holds themselves to their levels. What that person may want, just because we grew up on the same block, same neighborhood, went to the same school district, and we lived on the same street, doesn't mean that I still have to only be at the same level that a person wants. That's a choice. I choose to do better. They choose not. Right? That's a choice. And there are other people that's done the same. If one person can make it out of the hood, then two people can make it out of the hood. Right? And I want you to hear this really well. If one person can make it out of the hood, then two people can make it out of the hood. If two people can make it out of the hood, then four people can make it out of the hood. If four people can make it out of the hood, then eight people can make it out of the hood. See, the thing about this is this. We look at people as exceptions to the rule. Making it out the hood is not an exception to the rule. It's a conscious decision to do better to ultimately get yourself out of a bad position. It's like running a race. If you're jogging and the person that's your, your, your competitor is running at full speed, who's going to win the race? The person that's running at full speed. But yet and still, the person who's, who's already started at the back of the race is jogging, wondering why they're losing. They're losing because they're at a, a, a jog opposed to the full speed ahead. Look at this analogy. You call me. You say, guys, Q, let's meet up in the gym. I said, all right, let's meet up in the gym. By the time I get to the gym, I say, okay, let's meet there at 7 a.m. By the time I get to the gym, you've been on a treadmill. I get there at 7.30. You've been on a treadmill for 30 minutes, right? You've been running on five miles an hour for 30 minutes, right? 
I walk in the gym. I put it on three miles an hour, right? You're walking, I'm walking. No, I'm sorry. You're, you're running, I'm running. Will I ever catch up to you? The answer should be no. You have a 30-minute head start over me, and you're running on five. And then I come in the gym, and I start running on five. It is impossible for me to catch you, right? Unless I throw that thing up to 15 and start cranking, right? But that's the problem with a lot of people who have bad starts. They don't see it that way. You started off life in the back of the race. Let me say this one more time. I want to use this analogy one more time. Stay with me. Me and you said we're going to meet in the gym at 7 o'clock in the morning, right? I walk in the gym at 7.15. You've been in the gym since 7 a.m. on the treadmill. You've been running at 5 miles an hour for 15 minutes before I got there. Then I get on the treadmill and start running 5 miles an hour expecting to catch up to you, but in reality, it will never happen. That's the same thing the people who started off in the back of the race have to see. You started off in the back of the race and you're trotting or you're running at a slower speed and you think you're going to catch people who are doing really well. It is impossible. It is impossible. When you walk in that gym, right, knowing that you're 15 minutes late, you should throw that thing on 10, you should throw that thing on 15, and you should be running as hard as you can. Why? Because you have to play catch up. It's okay that your parents didn't show you the finances that you should know. It's okay that they, because now you know. And if you know better, you're supposed to what? Do better. A lot of people hold their parents to, to levels that they didn't even know. We, we complain about our parents about not teaching us financial literacy. You know, it, 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 I'm going to say this again. One of the hardest things I ever see that a lot of people do to their parents is they hold them at levels that are very hard and very complex. They complain about their parents not teaching them financial literacy. They complain about their parents not teaching them um, um, uh, anything of the magnitude of success or even leaving them things, right? How would you expect your mother to understand these things when your mother's mother's never taught her that, right? Now you come as a third generation, you break the mold. You know now. So I hold you to the accountability of teaching your children how to do it. But if you're not thinking like that, then what happens? Your kids ultimately fall further behind in the race. When that thing called inflation, you know, every time you, every generation, it gets more expensive. And if we're not leaving our children a head start, we're going to ultimately lose. A lot of our children are suffering because of the lack of decisions that we're making for them. You know? But let's talk about the things that we can't control. Tell me something that you see in life right now that you, you know you can't control, but you accept it. And, and, and you're going to work on other things. Tell me something right now that we get mad over that we can't control. Right? I'm watching right now. Let me see. I'm looking at my live guys. Let's see what they say. Losing a job. That's 50-50. I'm going to be honest with you. A uh, uh, sexy, uh, I think it's Wendy. That's 50-50. Losing a job is 50-50. Some people lose jobs. Because they're terrible people. They're always late. They're inconsistent. They work ethic sucks. But if a recession, okay, with the recession, that's different. If, if you know, they did just set back, a, like uh, layoffs, that's different. Some people are just lazy. Uh, one thing I did like the person just said on the live is, um, person said, uh, where you at? Family dysfunction. Let's talk about that, right? 
A lot of people come very from very dysfunctional families. But I think it's dope when a person understands it and say, I want to raise my family to not be like what my family was. You know, one thing people have to understand, and I want you to understand that. So understand this, right? And this is, this is very prominent. I think the faster people understand this, the better life will get for them, right? People don't know the difference between being related and being family. You don't have to be blood to be family. Blood only makes you related, right? It's like saying this baboon and this baboon come from the same bloodline, but they understand they're not the same baboons because they don't even hang out with each other, right? But technically, they have similar bloodline, so they're related, right? Plants can even be related, right? But the reality of all things is being family and being related is two complete different things. Loyalty, respect, uh, being there for the person, integrity, uh, uh, being able to trust this person, being able to depend on, that's family. One thing I've learned as I've gotten older is I choose my family. I choose my family. I don't choose who I'm related to. And that's the truth. You know, we spend more time trying to uh, talk about our families, but you should be trying to build a family for yourself now. We complain about how, 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 how our dysfunctional homes were, but a lot of us don't see that we can change the narrative now. Would you agree? You don't have to be the, if you come from a single mother, you don't have to not have a family. It's a choice. It's a choice, right? Some people say, oh, there's not a, listen, because your standards might be too high. Some people are single because their standards are just unrealistic. They expect too much, right? But if I say this on record, some people are going to take it defensive. Some people are single because their standards are just way too high. You know, the only person that can hit the, the, the mark with some people is God. How much they expect from somebody is unrealistic, and they don't understand it, right? But that's another story. We got to understand that what you can control is what you control and work on the things that you, you know you can't control, you know? What you can control is what you can control. And understand that you have to work on the things that you can't control. You have to accept certain things too. I cannot fix that I'm not 6'5". There's nothing I can do about that. But yet and still we complain about the rest of our life about not being 6'5". I know people that say that if, if, I, if I did this and I did that, I would have made it to the NFL. Brother, it wasn't meant for you to go to the NFL. Because if you was meant for you to be in the NFL, you would have been in the NFL. Stop holding yourself in your past about the mistakes you've made when it was the time for you to do it. Fix the things you can fix and stop worrying about the things that you can't fix because you'll never appreciate the things that you can fix. Let me say that one more time, right? Work on the things that you can control and stop worrying about the things you can't control. You cannot fix the past. You can only fix your future, right? But we tend to spend more time Time in the past. Ultimately, never seeing how great our futures can become because we're stuck in our past. Most of us complain about what we shoulda, woulda, coulda did, and we don't talk about what we could do. It's tons of us spending more time on the, the past tense opposed to the now tense. See, when you wake up tomorrow, that is another day 
to fix things that you never could, right? When you see certain people, they say things like, I should have made it to the pros. Was never meant, right? And the reason why it was never meant, because it would have happened. Everything happens for a reason, whether you like it or not, right? I'll give you a scenario. Good friend of mine, and he's jealous of, of his ex. When they were younger, he used to cheat on a girl a lot. And eventually the girl left him. Another guy saw the value in her, married her, and now they're living happily ever after. I'm not saying they have the perfect marriage, but they love each other, they have children, and they're doing really well for each other, own a nice home, everything, right? He's not doing so well in life. She went on very, and did very well financially. She makes high six figures. She's doing really well for herself. A part of him lives with regret every single day because he did not appreciate the woman when he had her. And he feels like he should have done things different. So me talking to him, I said, you don't have her today because it wasn't meant for you to have her. Those children that she had with that other guy, that was meant to happen. God don't make mistakes with amazing children, making families. I don't think God made mistakes. Even if someone comes from a one-night stand, it was still meant to happen. God already knows your story is preordained, his story is preordained, mine's is too. But the one thing God does give you is something called free will. And you will be to your decisions. Everyone is a summary of their decisions. Every choice they've ever made is the summary of who they are today. Watch this logic. If you ask them, most people, they will say stuff like, oh, I wish I can go back to school and take school more serious. Why? Because their life is not where they want it to be. And they know that if they did take school more serious, they probably would be in a better position. Agreed? But the reason why they're not doing as well is because they didn't take school that serious. It's just what it is. You cannot reflect and cry about that because you can still become a millionaire without a degree. You can still become successful without a degree. You can still own a home without a degree. You can still have a husband without having a degree. You can still have a wife without having a degree. You can still have a nice car without having a degree. You can still own a business without having a degree. So what I'm trying to get at is you can still do great things without having this degree. You may have messed up. You may have made poor choices. But the problem is, your past regrets will keep you in that same stagnated lifestyle. Every decision you make, whether it's past, doesn't matter. But what you do tomorrow will reflect your future. You can't fix what you didn't do before. Because if you knew better, you would have did better. But you didn't know better. So hold yourself to that standard. You didn't know any better, right? And let's say that to ourselves. Everybody on my life who made poor choices in the past, please say this with me. I didn't know any better. I want to see the people on my life right now. Say this, please. I didn't know any better. I'm saying it with you. I put my hands up high. I didn't know any better. I thought I was grown when I wasn't. I made poor decisions on my insecurities. You know? I got one person that said, yellow butterfly said, I ain't know any better. Let me get some more, I ain't know any betters. I ain't know any betters. I ain't know any betters. I got another one, positive vibe, vest. I ain't know any better. I got another one, I ain't know any better. I got another one, I ain't know any betters. 
ain't know any better. So what I'm trying to say is this, guys. Love on yourself. Respect yourself. And understand that everything happens for a reason. And work on the things you can't control. And the things you can't control, accept it. Because at the end of the day, you are what you do tomorrow. You are a product of our past. But if you stay in your past, you will still remain a product of your past. Till next time, don't let that go over your head.